Hi, my name is Barry Manandi and you're listening to the ZFM Sport Podcast. Z. Lionel Messi has conquered his final peak. Lionel Messi has shaken hands with paradise. Time for the biggest sports stories. Max Verstappen has taken the checkered flag to win the Japanese Grand Prix. Max Verstappen, two-time world champion. The biggest interviews. These are happy tears, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. And I wouldn't be Serena if it wasn't Venus. So thank you, Venus. And all the analysis right here. There's no question that LeBron James at the worst is a top three player in the history of basketball since the game was invented. I don't want to hear that. that, 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 that it's just blasphemous. It's just blasphemous. Okay, the, let me finish. Let you finish. I'll let you talk. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's CFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on CFM Stereo. My station, your station. Our time has just gone seven after the hour of six on ZFM Stereo, my station, your station. The top sports stories brought to you by the top team of pundits. Chris Meadzi, Barry Manandi, Alois Bunjira. My name is Mike Madoda and our producer is Sean Tafirinika. What can you expect on Top Hit Tuesday? Is it Top Hit Tuesday or it's Wacky Wednesday? Which is which? It's Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> it's Top Hit Tuesday. It's Valentine's Day. Did you receive any roses, Chris? Yes, I did. You did? did. Wow. Phenomenal. You enjoyed the day? I did. They were lovely. And what did you say? (laughs) Socks. No, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's, that's the thing. Men deserve socks. That's why men should never send anything on Valentine's Day. Never. Why? why? Because women think it's their day. It's but not Valentine's a leap year. Day is just a day of love. Chitty chitty. It's not a leap year. Oh, and, and and love goes both ways. I'm and love goes both brother. ways. Yes, I'm with you. Yes, that's 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 a fantastic perspective. If if it was reciprocated, if the giving was reciprocated, I would buy more into the concept of Valentine's I think women Day. But for me, reciprocate yeah. a lot more. It's just an ordinary day. Just yeah, the Valentine's Day. day. It's like this, the thirteenth of February. I had this woman. Uh, they were talking about it, and uh, a friend was like, "Ah, you know what? I I haven't bought anything for my for my for, for my man." And she, the other was like. Ah, why are you doing this to our gender? It's supposed to be the man that spoils oh, us. Yeah, I, see, I, 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 she lost the whole concept. Yeah. Mm. She was lost. Totally. So maybe we should ask the question, guys. <laughs> Valentine's Day, should it be 50-50? Who should we be concentrating on? Should we be concentrating on the women? Should it be the men? Should women be getting presents for their men? If so, how big is the investment? Chris is talking about socks, and I'm thinking to myself, if I ever get a pair of socks, I'm throwing them straight in your face <laughs> telling, you, telling you the F off. <laughs> it, it has to be something that is you got to give me something meaningful surely yeah, yeah. but anyway yeah. let's get back to the sport on the home front it appears the renovations for Rufaro Stadium are back on track with some work already underway at the ceremonial home of Zimbabwe football we'll be picking the bones off the details in that story together with the team in studio being a Tuesday we have our Formula 1 report it's probably brought to you by Zimbabwe 
Monaco, where Ferrari have revealed the new SF23 Formula One car. It hopes to be able to fight for the World Championship this year. And around the world in 60, we have stops in India, England, Switzerland, as well as the United States. In the beautiful game, we kick off uh, with a CAF Champions League roundup where Belusidad uh, registered an upset victory over Egyptian giant Zamalek, uh, breaking many hearts on a cold night in Cairo. Uh, we'll also head to France where Marshall Minetti's fine form in Ligue 1 continued at the weekend when he starred uh, with a goal and an assist in Stade de Reims' a Champagne Region a derby uh, victory over Troyes. Uh, it's back. It is back. The UEFA Champions League. Paris Saint-Germain and Bayern Munich meet at the Parc de France uh, for a star-studded round of 16 first-leg encounter in what will be a repeat of the 2020 Champions League final. Hi, my name is Sean Williams, Zimbabwe cricket captain. You're listening to ZFM Sport. Z. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. Give you a local sports news roundup on Valentine's Day. This guy's gonna get sick of me. Let's start off with some cricket news. <laughs> Alice is wearing a red jersey. Oh, Alice God, is Alice. fully into I'm, it. I'm into it. Alice is fully into uh, every day. Every holiday, Alice. He laps it up. I subscribe to it. What do you what do you do on Independence Day? I wear the flag. The flag. The flag. Gordon <laughs> Green. Gordon Green. <laughs> We <laughs> <laughs> go with a beam, you know, every, everything. Whatever. It it. <laughs> you can send us your message and participate in this discussion on 0731168045. Or you can find us on socials at ZFM Sport. Or if you do miss the show, you can always find it as a podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for ZFM Sport and subscribe. Let's get into that local sports news now with some cricket news. Gurakesh Moti took 13 wickets as West Indies beat Zimbabwe by an innings and four runs in the second test in Bulawayo to win the two-match series 1-0. Moti followed his 7 for 37 in the first innings with 6 for 62 as Zimbabwe slipped to, slipped to 173 all out in their second innings. Barry, this is a, you know, a bit of a sad result (laughs) on the part of Zimbabwe. When you take a look at um, going forward, is there anything that we can take a look at and think, you know what, we can potentially be competitive to finish this off? It's a, it's a, no, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a caning. Um, but let's not read too much into it uh, because the amount of players missing, Gary Balance was a massive miss and I think that he brought a stability to the side. Uh, a, a lot of greenhorns in that side. Uh, hopefully they will learn from this and be better for it. In Rugby News, Zimbabwe Under-20 Rugby Team coach Sean D'Souza has announced a 40-member team that will take part in the Barts Trophy in Kenya later this year. The Young Sables technical team have included several foreign-based players like United Kingdom-based Tamuka Kambani, Walton Charumbira, Jerome Sagomba, Brendan Marume and Ryan McKenzie. Finish off with basketball news. France-based basketball star Vitalis Chikoko will, before the end of the week, join the rest of the Zimbabwe squad in camp for the men's African Zone 6 qualifiers to be held in Bulawayo later this month. Malawi, Mozambique, Angola, Zim- Zambia, South Africa and host Zimbabwe will take part in the competition next week. From Rufaro to Barberfield, Mandava to Nyamunga, all the perfect moments in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League come together on ZFM Sport. 
Right, let's get into the big stories on the show. And it appears the renovations for Rufaro Stadium are back on track with some work already underway at the ceremonial home of Zimbabwe football following the announcement of the partnership between the Harare City Council and City Parking a few days ago. The stadium, which is part of Zimbabwe's rich football history, has been in a state of disrepair due to years of neglect. And of course, it's always great to have developments of this nature happening and when we take a look at Rufaro State and the fact that uh, very few competitive fixtures have been played at that venue over the last three or four years really makes for sad reading and of course a sad listening for Zimbabwe football fans uh, let's go back Barry to the uh, facts in that story we talk about uh, an agreement between Harare City Council and City Parking this of course will leave those that uh, know the relationship <laughs> between the two organizations slightly bemused yes. as to what sort of partnership are they take, talking about especially if you consider that one is the other yeah it's it's a it's an agreement between uh, Barry Menandi's right pocket and Barry Menandi's left pocket <laughs> uh, <and then> <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, of that nature so listen city parking of course uh, majority owned by the uh, the city council themselves and I think in fact holistically owned by the the, the city council um, so it's they're allocating funds uh, that are coming from parking uh, to the renovation I say renovation tongue-in-cheek because I think we're going to talk about the, what they're actually doing. And for me, it sounds more like maintenance rather than renovations of Forest Stadium. Yeah, and when you take a look at uh, what's happening uh, at that stadium, Chris, what would be your expectations? I mean, let's talk about the ideal here before <sighs> we talk about what we think they are going to do because they've already <laughs> set a timeline and they're telling us that in a couple of months, uh, in fact, in about a month uh, yes, or six weeks, time, yeah. they're telling us that all work will be completed. So mm. already that gives us an idea idea of the scope yeah. that's not really great it's not really big <laughs> but what would have been the ideal thing to happen to Rufaro Stadium I think when you're taking a look at Rufaro Stadium obviously you want to preserve as much of the heritage as possible so you don't want to change too much in terms of that infrastructure but I think in terms of what we expect we can even take it to just a regional standard in terms of what we see in other stadiums of this nature so you're talking about bucket seats ensuring that all of the toilets are fully functional um, that they you know actually usable yeah. Um, <laughs> taking a look at the turnstiles as well, and just the entrance and exit of the of that stadium must be smooth. It mm. must be easy for people to come and go, and not just to rely on a particular entrance. I think also having a special place for the media. Your media tribune is very very key there as well. Changing rooms. Um, it's not enough to just paint the metal that's there in existence. I think we've got to make those bigger, gotta, surely, because bigger you know and what, also it's, modernize them. It's, it's like hip to hip. I mean, uh, those, <laughs> those 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 changing rooms. Uh, at Rufaro and yeah. Barber Fields are absolutely terrible. You are literally changing one on top of the other and so they need to be bigger and they need to be modernised. Yeah, like they definitely need to be modernised. Um, when you're taking a look at just what other countries are able to do with their changing rooms, also very important. But I think also that playing surface at Rufaro Stadium, I think at some point we could see actual, I don't know what they're called in English, churu, mm. coming out of the ground, <laughs> <laughs> which is really, really... Um, difficult to tackle so I'm surprised that they're talking about a two month timeline because when you're taking a look at things like that it's something that needs a very holistic approach to get rid of so that playing surface I think is where they should actually spend a lot of time but I think the stadium as a whole just needs a whole lot of work so that ti- two month timeline just from no, everything that I've listed yeah, uh, it's very very like interesting yeah, yeah, it's, uh, they're saying it's, they will be ready for the kickoff of the PSL uh, season that's around the 15th 20th of March so that's literally a month and now it was uh, 
uh, actually last used for top flight football matches in 2019. It was red flagged by the Zifa First Instance Board in the year 2020 and condemned as being unfit to host top flight football. This has seen all Harare-based clubs, including Giants, Dynamos and Caps United, relying on the National Sports Stadium for their home matches. Away from all the talk of infrastructure, refurbishment, we shall get back to that a bit later on, but Alois, the importance that the Dynamoses of this world and Caps United get back to playing at Rufaro. Yeah, obviously, uh, the, it's uh, the traditional home of football, uh, to be honest, because this is where everybody, you know, uh, when football really started in Zimbabwe with the formation of Dynamos, the formation of Caps United, this has been the mecca of, of, of Zimbabwean football. And we, we need Rufaro back and the centrality of the place as well. You know, it actually gives uh, uh, accessibility to a whole lot of uh, different uh, townships uh, in Harare so that they can easily come. You know, remember uh, Zuko, there was a, uh, a main bus terminal in Mbari. Everywhere, from all over, all the townships, there was a, a transport that goes directly to Mbari. And it, it makes it easier for, 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 the, for the fans as well. But uh, I don't know, uh, Mike, uh, like I was just listening to you guys saying, two months to fix Rovaro Stadium. Well, four, weeks, weeks, four, four weeks. Four weeks. Yeah, but people but are, not, are not serious. They, they're <laughs> joking with us. You know, it makes me cry. I want to cry. Because we, here we are talking about a stadium that we need to be certified by CAF so that it can actually qualify to host international matches. And someone is coming here to tell us that four weeks. They're talking about the car park. Are they talking about the car park? Yes, they're fixing the, the car park. It's, it's, it's For me, I think they are fixing the car park. They're not fixing the stadium. They're not actually they're fixing the stadium. They're so, fixing so the car park. We, it, we don't need a car park. We want a stadium. Is, is that the worry then, Barry, that uh, the stadium here is being touched up for local use rather than for it to actually meet CAF expectations, FIFA expectations? Okay. Uh, uh, yes is, is a short answer. Mm. Now to lengthen that answer. The stadium is being touched up for revenue collection. Mm. Uh, Let me explain. They're fixing the car park uh, so that it has a perimeter wall. In other words, so when events are held there, uh, city parking, the uh, funders of the project can then collect their uh, That's what they're doing. All those cars that park along the symmetry uh, and park park on the outside of the Mm. stadium, they are able to park inside and they get that money. Number one. Number two, uh, if you notice, they talked about the fact that, oh, there's going to be, um, they're building a a supermarket and stalls for for sales of, uh, I don't know what they, they didn't call it a shopping mall, they called it a shopping center or something. They, They said a supermarket and areas where people can sell. Again, that's revenue generation. Why? Because those rentals or those leases go directly to the city council. And then there's going to be a um, so-called training, a B arena as it were. B arena again, that's revenue. Why? Because now they can sign a long lease with a certain, with any football club uh, that then is going to, is going to uh, uh, give them funds. So it's not, it's not about necessarily doing. Should that worry people though that uh, council wants to make money? My, uh, I don't think it should worry people. It, but there's nothing wrong what, with what, what people should perhaps be discussing is what are the sporting benefits hmm? apart from the revenue hmm. opportunities? What are they doing to actually up sport in this entire process? The the, the challenge with uh, the way in which they want to use this to raise revenue is the fact that 
Chris pointed out that there is nothing that's being said about the upgrading of the sporting facilities. Mm. So it's about uh, uh, getting getting the perimeter, the areas fixed, uh, uh, and cleaned up, uh, fixed and cleaned and up. And we put a wall and around so and that start making money. So that we might be able, like you quite rightly pointed out, pass a ZFA first instance board test to host local matches and then be able to start collecting revenue. So there's no upgrade in terms of our sporting facilities and getting uh, an uplift in that regard. Join the conversation on 0731-168-045. We're talking about the work that's being done at Rufaro Stadium by Harare City Council. What's going on there? Do you think what's going on is good enough? Uh, Will it benefit Zimbabwe football or will it ultimately benefit their pockets? That number again, 0731 168045 Chris as we round off our discussion does it concern you that we haven't seen any plans we've just yeah. heard talk we've just heard <laughs> words yeah. but we're yeah. not seeing the any plans what, yeah, what, what are the know. drawings <laughs> what are the architectural plans what, what what are they doing from a visual perspective to the area we're talking about these stands we're talking <laughs> about the supermarket we're talking about the parking area can anyone just show us what the, the hell visuals. are you doing? The visual, yeah. But, but that, that's how we do, guys, just as a people. We chat, we chit-chat, we talk about talking, we talk about talking about the plans. But I, I would love to see um, the, the concrete plans of what exactly is going to take place. I don't think that they are going to be released. And I'll tell you why. Mm. Because once you release that, you've created an expectation yeah. and we will hold you to it. But, but isn't, pr- isn't the right thing if you're showing your plans? It then is the right thing to do. Th- that's the right thing to do, I, Chris. I, not, 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 not in our previous experience. That, 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 I think when that you should take, make us worried already. The fact we should be very Guys, last year was it last year? I think there was um, uh, an announcement made around a partnership with Secunda Holdings to upgrade the stadium. Yeah. What happened with that? This is the very same people what? that we're dealing with from the they city council, plans. by the way. They, they had, had visuals. Plans. They so had so very weird. We were clearly in the know as to yes. this is what it's going to look like. Except now you're dealing with, like Barry said, city council left pocket, city council right pocket. <laughs> so are those people going to let you in on their plans? All right, and as for it's now a political potato. Uh, never mind hot. Uh, so Mafume says Sakunda thinks we can't. Uh, and then Tagwire watching, obviously. I mean, uh, Tagwire, our Anze, Aubake, Toivaka, hence the hurried yes. upliftments <laughs> and the absurdity of the timelines. Uh, that's George out in Harare. And of course, he says, Anze Churu, Chris, Anze Churu, a termite hill. A termite <laughs> hill. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank that you so much, George. Uh, and, and and that's the thing, because I thought if Harare City Council, once they had blocked Alois, the plans yep. that Sakunda had uh, around Rufaro Stadium and the redevelopment of that area, then I think it was incumbent upon them to come up with a better plan. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can't then come up with a plan that is sort of like not even 10% of what Sakunda was going to do. It's now, let's remove the politics from this and let's take a look at this from just a, a development perspective and what would have benefited the area of Great Ambari. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's, a, it's exactly what I was discussing with this other guy, Mike, that Rufaro Stadium is about infrastructure development. What Sakunda wanted to do was actually part of the building up of the economy because that place was going to employ a lot of people uh, bring a lot of more sport there uh, some sports tourism there's a lot that can happen at a modern 
football stadium. But now, if we are now going to get less than what Sakunda was preparing, it's 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 actually disappointing, my because this is what we we were already expecting. Could ah here comes Rufaro Stadium. Tikatona juma drawing, tikatona juma shade and everything. Could actually now we are to Vietnam and everything. As now is it? Tangwanzi kapak jet. Kapak jet is actually to our detriment. Tangatunga badare parking all along. That's all the improvement that we are now hearing, that we are now getting. It's 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 it's, it's not sporting at all. This and, is and, and a and development I'm sure that, that the parking is, is going to be charged at a premium as well. Because, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's probably going to be five dollars for for the for, for the match uh, if yeah. you're going to be parking uh, within the facilities that they provide. Keep your messages coming in. Join the fan zone. We'll try and read as many of your messages as we can on zero seven three one one six eight zero four five on our socials. You can follow and interact with at ZFM Sport. Time for a quick breather. And when we come back, it's the Zimoko Formula One report. From sunny Melbourne to the streets of Monaco, the deserts of Bahrain to the jungles of Brazil, get up to speed on the Formula One Report. The Formula One Report is proudly brought to you by Zimoko, the home of F1 brands Mercedes-Benz and Alfa Romeo in Zimbabwe. Zimoko, specialized service for special brands. If you're a Formula One fan, you know that this is launch season, the season in which the different Formula One teams launch their different cars, the livery, and what you can expect from those cars. And at Zimoko, we are no different. We bring you the ultra-modern Haval H6 hybrid electric vehicle. As a global SU van, Haval's lineup is constantly being refined to give you a first-class driving experience, and the Haval H6 HEV is no exception. With the hybrid technology of a turbo petrol engine and electric motor, the Haval H6 HEV lets you enjoy less pollution with lower emissions, more performance and a decreased combined fuel consumption of only, get this, 18.1 kilometers per liter. That's impressive for an SUV that size. Powering this efficient performer is a responsive 1.5 turbo petrol hybrid engine that generates 175 kilowatts of power and a potent 530 newton meters of torque. On the outside, every feature lets you know that the Aval H6 HEV is here to drive you into a smart new world. We'll be talking more about this after our Formula One news. And talking about new cars, Ferrari, the Scuderia, have revealed the new SF23 Formula One car that it hopes to be able to fight for the World Championship uh, this year. In an event at Maranello this afternoon, the Italian squad was joined by new team principal Fred Vasseur, as well as the drivers Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz at the unveiling. Let's hear from Charles Leclerc, who took the car out for a spin. It feels good. I mean, uh, the first kilometers with uh, this new project, after doing so many kilometers on the simulator, um, it feels special. So everything went smoothly. Obviously, with two laps, it's difficult to go into details. Uh, but I already gave my my feedback once I was in the car there to the to the engineers to get the first uh, the first feeling. The car was running well, smooth. Um, so yeah, everything went really well. 
Everything went really well. That's according to Charles Leclerc. Now the SF23 builds on the progress the team made with last year's F175, which won four races and secured 12 pole positions. But after failure to capitalize on early season promise as rival Red Bull roared to both championship titles, Ferrari has undergone a winter of change. And Barry, what are some of those changes? What are some of the tweaks that they have made that uh, fans of the Scuderia can expect from this newly released S? F23. Well, as you pointed out, the major changes, of course, uh, in the the driver of Ferrari, and that is the team <laughs> principal, because Mattia Binotto, uh, they shook on it, and uh, they brought in uh, Fred Vasseur, who's made quite a few promises. Uh, but then on the car specifically, uh, the new SF23 will deliver aerodynamic improvements. One key area of focus for the team has been in lifting its engine reliability. Remember, in Baku and uh, in Spain, uh, uh, Charles Leclerc uh, suffered uh, engine failure when he was actually leading the race. So they would want to avoid that sort of unreliable and just uh, get the car over the line, hopefully at the front of uh, the entire um, grid, as it were. Yeah, now, uh, Chris, obviously, uh, in, in marketing, and uh, that's what these teams are also involved in. Uh, you know, it's more than just sport. Nowadays, uh, it's a business, and the marketing is a, is a key part uh, of the sports business. How important is the look of the car? How important is <laughs> the look of the team? Uh, and how question, it, it, it comes across... Uh, on television, on social media. How important is that? Um, I'm going to point to two things. You've got two target audiences when you're taking a look at Formula One. You've got your hardcore fans who are very into the vehicle itself and all of the technicalities. Are they worried about the look, those ones? No, not at all. (laughs) Then you've got your fans (laughs) who have sort of been swept up in um, the Formula One whirlwind as a result of the rest of the marketing machine that's been happening. And those fans, I think, will take a look at the car itself and that's a very big part for them. How the team looks, the driver's helmet, the car itself, all of the colors. What does this particular livery look like? All of those things, I think, are very, very key. And also, they're key components of the brand. So when you're taking a look at all of the different vehicles, the way that they look is a very key component of that brand. So it matters in as far as your fan engagement goes. And also, that's why they take, they make so much fuss about revealing what yeah. every single vehicle looks like. There's a very intentional sort of effort that is put in, whether it's the social media, the TV. It's a very big deal and it's kept under very secret wraps what this final vehicle looks like and what the team is going to look like so um it's a very big part of that marketing for me i think it the branding aspect of formula one comes up to probably about a good 40 percent chunk of uh what's important when you're taking a look at the makeup and uh when you, when you take a look at uh the cars themselves barry uh there is a lot of so like branding opportunities on those cars uh for corporates mm. uh you know where uh, they are putting their, their their brands on the vehicle, where they are putting their logos, you know, and so forth, because there are various aspects of the car that get prominence mm. uh, on race day, yeah. and that will always be clearly visible, mm. uh, you know, to, 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 to the viewers out there. It's just like in football, mm. you know, that is why it's, it's a key thing. Uh, for Adidas or Puma or Nike to be sponsoring the, the match ball, for example, mm-hmm. because you know that the match ball at different uh, intervals of the game is actually going to be in the spotlight. Yes, certainly. And, and uh, also, uh, I think the, those branding opportunities have also influenced uh, television. Uh, because if you notice, now we've got 
cameras in various uh, areas of the car. Previously, uh, it was it was earth shattering and and uh, paradigm shifting uh, to get that camera that was behind the the uh, the, the the driver's helmet. Uh, now we've got uh, the the uh, the simulated look. We've got uh, or from from the front wing. We got from the rear wing. All those camera angles are picking up different brands at different times and giving them the, their time in the sun. So it's ma- it's a massive machine. Do, do you know who wins it for me though, Chris? Uh, out of all the ones that have actually launched their car, uh, mm. McLaren. The yeah. way they they positioned Google Chrome. Mm. Oh. You notice where they put it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. On the tire. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. And it 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 simulates exactly what the the Google Chrome logo looks like. Yeah. And what is one of the prominent things that you actually have on a car mm. and that you see on Mazda? Consistent. The, the tires. The yes. tires. Also yeah. Google Chrome. <laughs> the wheel we're going to be seeing mm. quite a Google bit of it Chrome I think that's second only to I think it was during um, COVID when Zoom started sponsoring the um, those uh, banners on the embankment mm. Mm. they started mm. so literally as the car goes past what sound is the car making the Zoom, Zoom. Zoom. <laughs> All right, we're talking about the Haval H6H EV now with the driver and passenger always in mind. Its interior is all comfort and no compromise. Step into futuristic luxury, a smart keyless entry, a modern 10.25 inch uh, info cluster, uh, 12.3 inch color multi-touch infotainment screen and a customizable head-up display. Already impressive, but wait. There's more. Safety comes standard with seven airbags, front and rear parking sensors, a 360-degree camera with panoramic view, autonomous emergency brake, cross-traffic light alert, electronic stability system, speed adaptive cruise control, lane departure warning, and that's not even the full list of features that this vehicle comes with. Now, for all the information about the Haval H6 HEV, contact the sales team at Zimoko on inquiries at zimoko.co.zw or to learn the full feature list on this vehicle. Best of all, units are available in stock right now from 58,000 US dollars only. Contact Zimoko, the Haval specialist. Zimoko, specialized service for special brands. The Formula One Report is proudly brought to you by Zimoko, the home of F1 brands Mercedes-Benz and Alfa Romeo in Zimbabwe. Zimoko, specialized service for special brands. Hi, you're listening to ZFM Sport. My name's Graham Sharp, and I'm the first Zimbabwean to take on the Dakar Rally in a bike. Z. Around the world in 60 seconds. International sports news. We take off in India where Australia wicketkeeper Alex Carey believes their batsmen must strike a balance between being proactive and patient when they face India's spinners after the tourists lost their first test in Nagpur by an innings and 132 runs inside three days. Head over to England, rugby head coach Steve Borthwick has acknowledged his team are trailing in the wake of several of their major rivals and need to start finishing games more strongly if they're to be, rejuve- to be a rejuvenated force in this season's Six Nations Championship and the World Rugby World Cup later this year. In news from Switzerland, the International Tennis Federation will stick with the existing David- Davis Cup format despite ending its partnership with investment group Cosmos, which led the revamp of the men's team competition. And on touchdown in the United States, where Tiger Woods makes his long-awaited return to the PGA Tour action this week, 
at the Genesis Invitational with the sporting world relishing the 15-time major champion's latest comeback. Stay right where you are. Move to the groove of the nation. Fan Zone. Get in touch with the team and have your say your way. Operator. It's time for you to have your say your way on the fan zone and our number 0731168045. We're talking about Rufaro Stadium. We're also talking about the Chevrons who lost to the West Indies earlier today at Queen's Sports Club in the second test uh, versus the West Indies. And of course, the Champions League is back tonight. There's a big game out in Europe, in Paris to be specific. It's a repeat of the 2020 Champions League final. It's PSG uh, that will be taking on Bayern. Munich. Let's go to your messages. Uh, we've got the Liverpool fans coming out of the hoodwork and deliver, deliver. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, buddy. I feel you, buddy. We are bent but not broken. Bent but not broken. <laughs> okay, Valentine's message here. Yeah, Hansi, happy Valentine's and happy birthday to my brother Duncan Mamupindura. He's turning 43 today. Wish you many more years to come. Innocent Manyoso from Vurwi Pazebra Cross. Nice. Well, Happy then, birthday! Uh, <laughs> now we, we're gonna do we we gonna, we're gonna do our bit for the nation. We gotta do. <laughs> we're gonna do our bit for the nation. Uh, in Zimbabwe, we are so far behind. We're not serious with sport. Uh, Generation Foot to Football Academy in Senegal has three uh, verdant training pitches, but a small stadium complete with corporate boxes, a video analysis suite, and a brief room, a briefing room for press conferences. Players as young as 12 live on site, which also has a gym uh, and then a, a lycee or lycee, whatever, to make uh, sure aspiring footballers complete their schooling and a barbershop. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's important. It has, it has produced players like Sadio Mane. Here we are struggling to restore. Rufaro Stadium. Yeah, and, and and I think look, um, perhaps we haven't made the business case uh, for sport. Um, uh, not sure whether it's the ministry that's meant to make the case, uh, but the the more we upgrade facilities like our stadiums, our infrastructure around sport, uh, arenas, and all sorts, the more we lift up the economy yeah. of sport. Uh, yeah. So sport. so we we we're, we're then able to f- capacitate clubs a lot more. We're able to capacitate those that supply clubs a lot more mm-hmm. and so the, the money starts at, to spend. at the, the, risk, at the like risk of sounding like a in. broken record Chris <laughs> national <laughs> sports <laughs> policy yes we should have a sting on this mm. show that says national <laughs> sports because, policy because, yeah, because, <laughs> because we just stab it yes, the, the government <laughs> itself <laughs> has to be guided yes. by no. something yes. and it's a national sports policy so this is where the sports ministry is letting us down yes and that national sports policy I think when we think about it we think that this is something that's yes it is led by the ministry of sport but what it does is it then coordinates the rest of the ministries so whether it's the ministry of education the ministry of local government all of these ministries then work together in order to ensure even corporate Zimbabwe corporate Zimbabwe as well the ministry of finance as well can for example say you know what these investments will equals this amount in tax breaks for whoever makes investments in sport. That's exactly what it's for. Because I'm always at a loss to find out, okay, that when these guys are making the appeal for funding from the ministry, uh, when the budgets are being done, what are we using to quantify what our needs are as a ministry, in the Ministry of Sport? Mm. If you don't have a national sports policy which lists exactly what you are doing and what you're working on, what are we using to go and say to uh, 
Professor Mtuli, listen, this is what sport needs in the country. Yeah, are we just thumb sucking it? Are we going historical? What are we doing? Same thing with the council, Mike. Council as well. What is the plan? You what is the plan? system which is which is which is, which is dead. Where are we going with sports? To, to answer your, your your question, Mike, uh, uh, the the other tragedy in terms of getting a vote out of the budget is the fact that the the ministry is bundled, mm. um, so it's sharing resources with youth which is very important. There are lots of youth programs that need to be run. And I guess uh, that's where the majority of the money goes. Possibly. Uh, it, it, it also share, shares a, a budget and vote with uh, recreation. Uh, arts. Arts, again, a massive one. Because arts, on their own, Nollywood, mm. can uh, brand a country. Yeah. 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 Okay? Yeah. So so we're, we're sharing all those funds. Should, and should, should is, in your yeah, mind, yeah, yeah. Barry, should in your mind sport be a standalone ministry? Yeah, you, we used I'm to conflicted, it. but yes. But we used to <laughs> have Why are you conflicted? I'm conflicted because obviously I'm, I'm, I'm in sport. I, I, I My my preference is mm. towards if a musician was sitting here, a musician would say, no, they, they, they could still have their own. They could have them We are making the case for sport. And the case for sport is that we should have our own to have it. Or at least in the vote for, from the budget, we should get enough capital uh, that sport can 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 get some oxygen. Uh, good evening, teams. The FM Sport, the Rafaro Stadium, Dillians is nothing but a deal. Rogit is on a bag. Uh, City Council is not an NGO. Rather, it's there to to sport where they can line up their fat pockets uh, at the exp- <laughs> at the expense. Uh, in this case, the development of the beautiful game in the country. That is a thought that is coming through there. And of course, we'll wrap up uh, this particular um, uh, part of the show with the message from Captain John Kambarami in Glenora. He says, guys, Jerofara and other stadium issues, let's forget about them. I wonder if this year can finish uh, our local league with the FIFA-approved stadium. I think having a FIFA-approved stadium may be slightly ambitious. Your, your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. ZFM Stereo. The big leagues. The big teams. The big players. The beautiful game on ZFM Sport. Neymar. Mbappe. And now the king of Zemmour. Enjoy the taste of French football on CFM Sport. All right, so in France, Warriors midfielder Marshall Minetti's fine form in Ligue 1 continued at the weekend when he starred with a goal and an assist that starred the Reims at a Champagne Region derby. Uh, their victory over Trois on Sunday. The Zimbabwe International was given the highest rating of 8 out of 10 by Reims Media Football after producing one of his best performances this season in the 4-0 thrashing of Trois. He opened the scoring and then provided the assist for the second goal, uh, Alois. And this coming a week after playing against Paris Saint-Germain and shining yet again in a draw against Paris Saint-Germain. So Marshall Minetti, his star is flying. Yeah, he, he is definitely uh, doing a great job and, uh, you know, I, I actually think in his position, you know, he is doing what is expected of him. He's 
he's he's calm you know he's strong and he's uh he's very uh economic with position as well so for me i i i think he can play anywhere mm-hmm. anywhere in the world he can go to england and fit in in england maybe he might just need to be a little bit quicker mm-hmm. you know he needs to just in, improve on his speed but i still I, watching, I, I, watching I him it looks like he's, he's he's actually improved in that regard yes. quite quite a bit so. yeah there i'm uh, afraid uh, either this the, the <laughs> person in england is, is sometimes getting actually be electric electric and and you need to uh, to improve on that but otherwise otherwise i i i i, I think he is there Yeah. He, he, can, he, can, he can fit in. He's doing us proud. He's, he's absolutely doing us is. proud. And of course, uh, listen, showing his uh, leadership qualities on the field and, and as well as off the field because um, he, he over, after this game, then uh, sent that Twitter thread uh, where he was talking about the fact that uh, he misses international football, Chris, and, and was would have hoped uh, that the, uh, the SRC and everybody, all the stakeholders, mm-hmm. ZIFA, would have found each other yeah. uh, so that uh, he and other footballers could find expression uh, by playing for their national teams and with form like this you 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 can't argue against him and you know exactly <laughs> yeah. where he's coming from because yeah. you would want to bring this sort of form onto the international stage and uh pu- push a move uh, to a better team possibly a better league yeah and when you're taking a look at Marshall Muniz I think for me personally one of the things that I've always respected is that whenever he has um not a grievance but an opinion an opinion he'll express it he'll express it respectfully mm. and I think if we ha- potentially maybe if we had more players who spoke out the way he does potentially there might be a listening ear there from uh, the SRC and um Zifa yeah i think uh, yeah it's it's uh, good that he's articulating his point let's go to england <laughs> zfm stereo is untouchable all the rivalry Stars. There goes Haaland. He's on his way again. He's hungry. He's scored. He always does. He always will. Nothing more certain. And all the game-changing moments. Marcus Rashford. He can't miss at the moment, Marcus Rashford. All the updates from the Premier League on ZFM Sport. Much to the chagrin of our producer, we're going to talk about Liverpool. Well, they l- like l- let me read you this message. Anzi, mm. guys, Anzi, I'm writing, Taurai can deliver. There's no gonna put on Zaiwo. Anzi, my name is Jerasi, Barry and Mike. Aiwa! I think Uyumunu Uyuka is a new listener. He's a new listener. Yeah, I think Urumutra, I don't know what you're going to show. Urumuyuan. Because I was just Barry and Mike, but Jerasi is a Liverpool. Aiwa! I was just we forgive you we forgive we forgive you pre-show meeting wanted to kill this story Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp said it felt like us it looked like us after the Reds recorded their first Premier League win in 2023 with a comfortable 2-0 Merseyside derby victory over Everton at Antio fittingly we have to hear from the Liverpool gaffer Jurgen Klopp I'm happy with the performance um, it was necessary that we play tonight the game we wanted to play and not the game Everton wants to play we cannot avoid that all the time 
but I think it would, they didn't have an extremely high number of set pieces. So with all the, uh, the, the, the aggressiveness you have to show, you have to make sure you don't overdo it because each set piece is a massive threat and is something they want to have. And um, I thought we did that really well. On top of that, we were super dominant, switched the sides, played the ball, kept them running. But both goals came from counter-attack, so that's allowed as well, obviously. Um, and uh, yeah, I love both goals. Z. The voice there of uh, Jurgen Klopp. And uh, in truth, Michael, the uh, best to talk to you about this. Uh, it looked like <laughs> Liverpool. It looked a lot better. Yeah, I think there was an improvement. Uh, it wasn't exactly the old Liverpool. No. Uh, because uh, in the first 15 minutes, I saw uh, a couple of players were tentative. Uh, Joe Matip. Yeah, Joe Matip. There was that mistimed clearance. Yep. I thought I saw Joe Gomez slightly hesitant, hesitant whenever in possession. Yeah, yeah. Uh, didn't quite know what to do. But what happened is that I think the more the game went on, and the more possession Liverpool had, uh, they got more and more comfortable on the ball. Mm-hmm. They started to do the old thing. So uh, you talked about Joel Matip. We began to see Joel Matip making those runs mm. uh, into the attacking yeah, third. Breaking the lines. Uh, yeah. And breaking the lines. And mm. then we began to see Salah more confident and beating his men. We began to see more dangerous crosses coming in from uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold. And what we were rewarded with, we were rewarded with two classic Liverpool goals. Two stunningly quick mm. counter-attacks that resulted in lethal finishes and that's like the Liverpool of old where yes they could dominate possession but usually their goals actually came on the fast break and Mike Madoda has found his voice yeah What's you can the last two months to be honest we've had nothing to talk about nothing so we're going to milk it for all it's worth anyway we've got to go to the Champions League let's do that <laughs> ZFM Stereo is untouchable. Oh, big one tonight. Paris Saint-Germain manager uh, Christophe Gauthier has backed his players to step up their game ahead of their Champions League round of 16 first leg clash against Bayern Munich tonight. Uh, PSG uh, have not been at their sparkling best in recent games, having won just two of their last five games in all comps. Uh, let's hear from Paris Saint-Germain manager Christophe Galtier. It's a Champions League match and this club and my players are used to these kind of matches. It'll be a 50-50 match. Even though we know that Bayern struggled a bit after the World Cup, they got back on track. While it's not the same for us right now for different reasons, but I still have a large squad available compared to previous matches. And by that large squad, Chris, he's talking about two main players who rejoined the <laughs> Uh, training and uh, they're big names. <laughs> they're, they're very big names. <laughs> um, when you're taking a look at Lionel Messi and Kylian Mbappe, um, those are very key names in a very key match. I think they've struggled with their form um, in the league and I think these two players um, being available at the same time is going to be very, very important for this particular match. Very important for them, but Bayern Munich themselves haven't had uh, a glittering uh, run in the Bundesliga uh, in their league f- uh, football. We saw them have a bit of a blip uh, after to the World Cup and then now they seem to have hit their straps once again uh, so this one uh, 
I think both legs are a bit of a coin toss, aren't they, Alex? Yeah, I think whenever they, they want to play, they can play good football, to be honest. Uh, ben Munich, uh, they, they, they play sleek passing, uh, very uh, uh, organized football that they do. But uh, when you come up against a team like uh, PSG, when they put uh, individuals who can actually spring up something, mm. you know, from nowhere, you know, it's very difficult, you know, uh, no matter how good you are. You know, that's what, uh, that's the biggest sweep on that PSG has got. Yeah. They've got players that can unlock anybody, any defense and any time, at any time. So for me, when I look at the t- performances now, both teams were not really at their best. But when you look at individual players, I don't see uh, Bayern Munich outstanding uh, the pressure. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I don't think so, I, I think this, uh, honestly I think, speaking. I think this is a classic think. case of uh, the team. Uh, and that is Bayern Munich. Mm. Uh, they remind me a bit of uh, Die Mannschaft, uh, the German national the German team, national team yeah. uh, where it's always the team, yeah. uh, the team effort. It's always the mm. collective. Mm. And then you have the star quality of PSG. Uh, and so we'll see what triumphs. Uh, the, 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 the problem with PSG here is, is Mbappe fully fit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in what sort of mindset is Neymar? Mm. And is also Messi fully fit? Because Messi missed the last match. He had a bit of a niggle as well. Yeah. So if those three players are fit and motivated, I think like Alois is trying to say, it may be a very difficult night uh, for Bayern Munich. Mm. Uh, but the problem is Bayern Munich too have quality. The only area where Bayern Munich is lacking is that they haven't quite replaced Robert Lewandowski yes. uh, in front yeah. of goal. Yeah, the goal uh, yeah. And so Marquinhos and Sergio Ramos, I think, will have an easier time of it mm. than if Lewandowski or a genuine uh, centre forward nine, yeah. was actually going to be playing. Uh, so I think whoever dominates the midfield in this game may actually have a greater chance of winning. Yeah, and also not uh, uh, very good that um, Bayern Munich themselves, the man that they brought in, not necessarily to replace Robert Lewandowski, but when Robert Lewandowski left the building, the man who came in was Sadio Mane, and he's not available, is he? He's not available. Um, he's got a leg injury, and when you're taking a look at this particular match, I think he's one person who would have definitely made the difference. For and he's got the X factor that you guys are talking about that is on the other side um, um, whereby yes they perform as a team but Sadio Mane has a knack of turning it on whenever he can but he's unavailable uh, are, are, we, are we speaking historically because I, I know <laughs> it's, it's, it's an uncomfortable conversation I know a lot of people uh, have thrown jibes at Liverpool and said yeah. oh how they miss Sadio Mane but yeah. uh, do we really miss him he has a, he's hardly played this season no he hasn't uh, and secondly when he's played has he been great? No, he, has, he hasn't. He, he hasn't been great. He's, he's gone through a period of adjustment as yeah. well, of adjusting yeah. uh, at Bayern Munich, playing in a system that he's not used to playing in. Uh-huh. Uh, and we see Salah lost without Mane at Liverpool, and yeah. I believe it's the same thing again with Mane, trying to adjust to play to oh, a they system. they miss each other, yeah. Yeah, they miss each other. So yeah. I, I think... Um, Mane would have been a good fit for these guys because he does have that that star quality. But uh, in the current form that he has shown, yeah. uh, I think that the players that they do have right now, the likes of Ginabri, etc., have probably shown better form. Yeah, certainly. So we could be, back. We could, I know we could be seeing a reunion nah. of, of Mane and 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 you guys Kusala. took back Ronaldo. Look what happened. We could see. A re- <laughs> we, could, we could see. We could see. We didn't wait twelve. No. You shouldn't wait twelve years. We could see. Uh, we could see a reunion of uh, Mane and Salah at Newcastle. What? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That would be phenomenal. Alois lost his mind. Anyway, there's another match. AC Milan takes on Tottenham Hotspur. I think Shasangana's Ridako, so anything can happen. <laughs> we gotta go. We'll catch you tomorrow. May God richly bless you. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. Manande, out. Lionel Messi has conquered his final peak.
Messi has shaken hands with paradise. The biggest sports stories. Max Verstappen has taken the checkered flag to win the Japanese Grand Prix. The biggest interviews. These are happy tears, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. And I wouldn't be Serena if it wasn't Venus. So thank you, Venus. And all the analysis right here. There's no question that LeBron James at the worst is a top three player in the history of basketball since the game was invented. I don't want to hear that. It's just blasphemous. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's CFM Sport on CFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Mandel, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.